The following is a Cast Wave Studios production. Captain Sean Holmes. And I'm your first officer, Brian Massey. Tonight, we review episode 27, Errand of Mercy. Mmm. Yeah, that's going to be awesome. It's going to be really hard because you, you, it's something you have to cling on to. Yeah. Mmm, puns. Yeah. Engage. Hey, how's it going? Welcome to Prime Directive, episode 27, Errand of Mercy. Errand of Mercy. Hold on, can we get a little bit of a Oh, you want, you want to try it? Please, hold Epis- on, ready? Oh, wait, wait, we both say it at the same time. Yes. Three, two, one. Errand of Mercy. Yeah, uh, I, I, just, I just found out some, some <laughs> sound effects on our boards, and we've yes. been playing with them nonstop. So that's not going to be the end of that. Um, you're going to welcome get more. to the episode. <laughs> welcome to the episode. So uh, we're getting fancy now. <laughs> we're getting epic. Yeah. Um, so we're going to get on to that. But apparently, Brian. Yes. You have uh, like Michael K. Before you brought some Star Trek trivia. Well, I brought a little bit of trivia about the episode in which we're about to review, and uh, given the format <clears throat> where. You know, we ask that, you know, you watch the episode before you come view our episode. So that way you can kind of have a dialogue with us. Or at the very least, we can kind of talk about some points about the episode almost as a, you know, after effect. Um, I was on IMDb. And uh, as you know, on IMDb, they have a lot of different trivia, um, you know, factoids. They also have them on TOS.TrekCore.com, which is the majority where I get my sound clips and, uh, you know, sound effects and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. So, for example, if if I'm just feeling something like maybe a triple, right? I like I can get one ah, right there. Like okay. I pulled that from uh, trekcore.com. I like it. So, um, all right, let's just start. Um, let's just start easy here. Um, it says here that obviously Aaron of Mercy, which aired first in 1967, uh, introduces the Klingon Empire for the very first time, and that Klingons were named after Gene Roddenberry's friend Bob Klingon. Which is spelled C L I N G A N. Um, it says here that um, John Colicos, who also plays Captain Core in this episode, uh, he was intended to reprise his role in a later episode called Star Trek Day of the Dove, but scheduling conflicts with Anna the Thousand Days prevented this. Hmm. Uh, the role of Captain Kang, played by Michael Ansara, was written to take the place of Core. And the performances of both actors were so excellent that they became equally legendary. Obviously, a little bit of um, personal in there. But probably the thing that stuck out the most for me, and, um, you know, I'm pretty certain that this is obvious to, you know, anybody who's really turned up on their lore, 
but I didn't really <clears throat> know this. Well, I, I, I heard about it, but I didn't really see the parallels until I actually saw this episode because it's been, I've never seen this episode before. Uh, it's popularly known as the Vietnam story. Uh, for its obvious allusions to Vietnam and its abuse yeah. by the colonial powers. Now, yeah, obviously, I, it looked it looked very Vietnam to me because mm-hmm. it was like, okay, we have um, these beings that can just stop war. It wasn't even. It, it's well, like it's like it's like kind of like kind of that wanting mm-hmm. that that was that was that was kind of there. You, you know? have these two warring factions, and then you have this one side that you know thinks that they can come in and stop it because you know whatever. And I guess you know you could argue that either. Starfleet was supposed to be the uh, Americans or the Organians were the Americans. The Organians. You could argue either or, depending on what your argument is, in my opinion. Um, Uh, Okay. I don't know. Um, Let's see here. Also, you know, (laughs) was it just me or did this feel like Star Trek goes to the Ren (laughs) Faire? At the very beginning. (laughs) It really did. It really did. Um, Welcome to Meriold Organia. Um, when the weapons heat up at the end, Core uh, drops his disruptor and runs to his desk. The disruptor is suddenly uh, in the holster on his belt and then disappears and mo- when he moves away from the desk. Oh. So there's some uh, continuity. There's a little bit there. of continuity. Someone was playing with their phaser when they shouldn't mm-hmm. have. Yep. What so, you, what'd you get? Well, let's take another look here. Uh, let's see here. A reference to the events of this episode where it appear in Star Trek Deep Space Nine, the Sword of Kallus. When Jadziza Dax introduces Worf to Kor, Worf tells Kor he has heard stories about Kor since he was a child, including Kor's confrontation with Kirk on Organia. So, hmm. yeah. I mean, Klingons are some pretty long-lived dudes, so go yeah. figure. Um, let's see here. Let's okay, see. I got one uh, while you're thinking about this one. Uh, Kirk, Spock, and the Klingons fail to notice the fact that the Organians have automatic doors, despite the fact that Kirk notes early, early on that they're making progress towards mechanization. Yeah. Let's see here. I could do another one if you're if you're. Well, here's another one and this explains um okay, DC Fontana, one of the showrunners, thought that the Klingons were made with the regular adversaries of the series because they didn't need any special and expensive makeup like the Romulans, whom she thought to be much more interesting anyways. Um Let's see here. Oh, okay, here we go. And we've been talking about this. Right. Uh, this is the last episode in which the term Vulcanian is used to refer to Vulcans. Both Vulcanian and Vulcan are used at different points in the episode. Kor uses Vulcanian, and the Klingon u- lieutenant uses Vulcan, both in reference to Spock. This is the last time that you hear Vulcanian, so they kind of, I think after this episode, they were just like, ah, oh, yeah, let's just kind of, you know, nip that in the butt. Yeah, might as well. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and apparently, and as a as a comic guy, I'm actually going to look this up. Uh, a comic book published by IDW Comics in April 2007, Against Their Nature, told the story from the Klingon perspective. I might actually have to um, pick that up and talk about it on the show. Not too bad. Because um, I did used to do uh, comic reviews, so why not maybe do that? There you go. For a special. When Kirk orders the crew the fire phasers, the exterior shots show the ship firing torpedoes, and their tier, uh, torpedo explosions are flashing out in space. So apparently that's interesting. And let's see. Where's the other one? Oh, al- although Core tells the Organians that they can't assemble in groups more than three, they agree. Every time they meet in the council, there are like five of them. Even when Core <laughs> was around. So I'm like, well, you know, it's kind of inconsistent from, from Core there. So yeah. um, I, the other half I was thinking about uh, talking about is, uh, is ideas 
for our live show. And obviously, you can tweet us at Castwave Studios, or uh, mm-hmm. feel free to just make a comment on the on the SoundCloud or the Twitch page or wherever you might be watching this. Um, just <clears throat> kind of, uh, if you have an idea that you think that would make a great show topic, like a great pre-show topic, please share that with, with right. us. Regardless of whether or not it will be uh, in this season or the next, yeah, we actually, or, or on the live show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're slow. We're, we're, we're fastly wrapping up uh, season one, which is actually really exciting because it's like, yeah, you know, we, we it feels like we're we're starting to get summer with Star Trek, and then the cool thing is once we get done with two and three, then we're moving on to next gen, and we're gonna be doing next gen for a while. Um, it's like up to like seven seasons, so. It? While I'm excited that we're get, we're we're like one third of the way through, you know, the original series, I'm also starting to get just a little bit like, oh shit, I'm gonna I'm gonna miss this, <laughs> just because, yeah. you know, we're gonna have to be dealing with entirely different, you know, an entirely different crew, which is yeah. fine. There's nothing wrong with that. I love Picard, um, and crew there. But I mean, I count seven seasons. Yep, it's seven about seasons. twenty twenty six episodes of pop Jeez. a season. So. I mean, I mean, I don't have to, but I, I, yeah. I can calculate that. That's like 182 episodes. Get ready for the prime directive of the next generation. <laughs> we haven't even got through TOS all the way. Yeah, we still got, we still got a couple. We got a lot of episodes to go. Oh yeah, no, we're not going to be done anytime soon. But you know, that's that's coming later on this year. I think we're going to hit that in the fall. Yeah, because it's it's also it's like 26 left for season two, and then another yeah. 24. So yeah, it's it's gonna be it's gonna take a little bit a little a little while. Yeah, but we'll, we'll we're we'll, we're gonna get there. Um, but as far as yeah, 50, 50 far, episodes after as, the season, as far as Farpoint goes, yeah, because not this weekend, but next weekend we have uh pot. We have a is that wait is it is that next weekend or this weekend? Um, this it's next weekend. It's, it's next not weekend. this not this weekend. It's next weekend. Right. Um, so that'll be February seventeenth um, through the the uh, through the nineteenth. Okay. Um, that's be Four Point uh, Festival at uh, it's a Baltimore. It's in Baltimore. Mm-hmm. So um, it's enough for Baltimore, if I remember correctly. It's uh, yeah. Um, so we have a couple of things that we're actually going to be doing there. Um, but you wanted to talk about what we're going to be doing. For that particular show, right? Right, right, and you know things things I had um, for for the idea of because because obviously you know what comes to mind is you know Star Trek the motion picture, which right. I look which I'm, I'm kind of interested in doing, especially because um, yeah. they this music is way too familiar, and and I'm not. <laughs> It's like, is that from Next Generation? Like, no, it's actually, this is from Star Trek The Motion Picture. And like, like, it threw me off. It threw me off watching less than, and I'll, you know, I'll mention this during the live show. I'm like, did anyone get thrown off if you watched Star Trek Next Generation before you watched this movie? Right. It threw, it threw me, yeah, it threw me off. But it's a great theme. 
I, I, I'm glad they pulled it off. Well, here's the thing. They have great music in this. You know what's, you know what's interesting, though, is like this particular version... Yeah. Um, I think Jerry Goldsmith actually did this, if I'm if I'm correct. Yeah. Um, what's interesting about this is that it feels a little more robust than the actual like next gen theme. Yeah. Because like the next gen theme, I don't know, like they got that like kind of easy listening kind of like beginning to it, like it's like do do. I don't know, but this it just kind of hits you, it's just like do 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 do. I mean, and I don't know, there's just something a little more like war march about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just got that little bit more of a, you know, like, mm, in it. Yeah. Which I like. I like this version a little bit better than the uh, TV series version. Ah, yes. Leaving Dry Dock. Yes. I mean, mm. I, I, there's some there's some great music in this movie. Can, can we talk? Yeah. Can we talk about this movie and uh, not, not not necessarily, like, review it? No, we're not. We're probably going to... I'm thinking we should, we, should, we should review that for the live show, but at least strictly focus on some music for this half of the episode. Fair enough. Well, actually, let me let me bring up a little bit of trivia. Okay. Did you know that this movie was the very first movie that McDonald's actually licensed for a Happy Meal? Really? Back in 1979. Star it's Trek true. The motion picture. Yep. Star Trek was the very first movie license to ever um, do their own like toys. And Star bags. Trek did it before Star Wars. Yep. Wait, wait, wait. No, they, they were after, weren't they? No, no, no. Well, Star Trek The Motion Picture came out in 1979. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's after, after Star um, Wars. No, Star Wars did it first. As a matter of fact, Star Trek The Motion Picture happened because of Star Wars. Um, you wouldn't have had Star Trek leap to the motion picture, leap to the movies, had it not been for the success of, you know, A New Hope. I'm like... Like CBS so, is like, we got this space thing. We have this. We have this property that a lot of people really seem to like. What if we put that in movie form? And the rest is history. Because the thing is that the script for the motion picture was actually the first two series. It was the first two scripts of a new series called right. Star Trek: The New Voyages that was going to be on, I believe, NBC, and or it was either NBC or CBS. I can't remember. But once the ratings for Star Wars came in, they were like, yeah, we got to turn this into a movie because, like, we got some competition now. It's awesome. So, that's how the movie came to be. And, um, what's interesting to me is uh, just, I don't know, it's such a good idea and there were so many people that were behind this movie and, like, so many supporters of bringing Star Trek back. Because, I mean, think about it. That show came off the air in 1969 and it took a t- good 10 years for it to come back in any kind of shape or form. Right. Not talking about the animated series. Because uh, the Filmation series, I think, came out in 1976. I can't remember. But um, it was a while before anybody saw, you know, Kirk or Bones again in live action form. And uh, unfortunately, the movie kind of sucked. <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 um, the movie... It's, it's literally like watching very pretty paint dry. Because, yes, it's very pretty. Yes, it is. You have some of the best glory shots of the Enterprise you will ever see. They're so good, in fact, that they reused them for two and three. But. <laughs> I mean, that poster, though. Yeah. Dat poster. I wonder if you can get that as a reprint. You probably can. You probably can. I'd love to throw that up in one of my frames. Um, But, yeah, like, th- this movie, um, there's literally, like, a seven to ten minute segment where Scotty's taking Kirk over to the Enterprise via shuttle because hey our you know our transporters aren't working and 
It's just this glory shot of, you know, hey, look, there's the side of the ship, and then we're coming, we're coming behind it, and now we're going in front of it, and oh, the music's, ble- you know, beaming, and there's all these lights on it, and God, look how sexy the Enterprise is, and I'm like, right. we, we, we get it, guys. We, we, fucking, we fucking get it. Uh, can we please, uh, hello, can we please move on with the movie now? Uh, guys, thank you. So, <laughs> it's shit hello? like that. It's shit um, like that. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Do it one more time. Wait. It's shit like that that ruined this movie. Um, yeah. <laughs> shit like that. You know, yeah. um, and then the the dad from Seventh Fucking Heavens in this movie. Why? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Seventh heaven. Seventh heaven. Fucking Decker. Picking your buttons. I don't know. I feel bad for Decker, but at the same time, he's just such a unlikable dickhead in this fucking dirt. movie. Oh, man. But anyways. Um, but yeah, I think uh, we should talk about the movie at Firepoint. Yeah. Because well, I because I obviously have opinions about it. Yeah, I think you do. So we should definitely give it a watch through one more time. Oh, dude, not a problem. I can I can bring that over on Saturday. We can mm, watch it. Yeah. Let's wa- we'll take some notes. We'll write a script. We'll do a review in Baltimore. Not this weekend, but two weekends from now. We're actually going to talk about that. And I think you and I need to go looking for some fucking Starfleet uniforms, by the way, if we're going to do this proper. Mm, we might. We might. We might, I, or we can just get our Prime Director t-shirts. Well, no, what I'm saying is this. We've already got the black pants, dude. All we need are the tunics. Well, I think we should have, like, Prime Directive shirts, but, like, I'll wear the yellow one and uh-huh. you wear the blue one. Oh. And then I'll have, uh, I'll have like, has the Prime Directive logo there. Uh-huh. That'd be really neat. We need to make one. We need to make a red one for Colin then. And then we make what a red one for Colin. There you go. All right. Well, we're going to go to a commercial break real fast and we'll be right back right after these ads. Today's episode is brought to you by Amazon Prime. Try free for 30 days of Amazon Prime, courtesy of your nerds at Castwave Studios. Just go to castwavestudios.com and click the banner at the top. That's Amazon Prime. This episode is brought to you by Audible.com, home of thousands of audiobooks. Click through the link in the episode description below and receive two free audiobooks of your choice. We at the studio recommend Ready Player One, as narrated by Star Trek alumni Will Wheaton. That's two free audiobooks from Audible.com. Click the link now. Today's show is brought to you like by Castwave Studios' Amazon yeah, page. Yeah, Help our tiny, poor studio and save money at the same time. All you gotta do is go to castwavestudios.com slash Amazon. Learn it, bookmark it, love it. That's castwavestudios.com slash Amazon. Sean is motioning me for to stretch it out. Stretch it out. <laughs> no. <laughs> I refuse. And we're back. Sorry about that. If I had a hot mic there in the middle of that. Oh uh, yeah, you did. You did. Yeah. You had sorry a, about you that. Had, you, you had what? What I call a really hot mic. Drop the mic. Yeah, drop the mic. Um, so uh, visiting uh, planet Organia, not to be confused with Leia Organa. Uh, yeah. The Enterprise plunged into a desperate situation with a number of Klingon vessels who quickly converge on its position. Displeased with the outbreak of the violence, the Organians reveal themselves to be powerful creatures of pure energy who have a surprising solution to the hostilities. 
that's more of like I don't know how that was written. That was pretty much like that that's was, the plot. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty much like that was it. Wow, yeah, yeah, man, you didn't even give any foreplay with that shit. Yeah, that was that. They're just like yeah, thing happens and then they solve it. Kind of, hey, there's the plot. There you go. Have fun. Have fun. Have fun with that. Yeah. So uh, Brian and um, actually no, I'll I'll go first. My initial reactions to this episode, and this is even before you you oh. mentioned you mentioned like this the whole thing with, um, yeah. you know, with 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 the the Vietnam thing. I did get a sense of that, mm-hmm. mainly because, and you know, obviously, I don't even have to say spoilers at this point, but at the end where they're like, no one make war ever. No one makes war. And war bad. War bad. Um, and it was like yeah. I'm like. This was like kind of right around Vietnam, like the height yeah. of Vietnam, and it um, was. I will say this about the height of the protests, and yeah. it, like the writing is dictate is dictating like like a power that what that, if, what uh, if, that like what that if the hippies, hippies kind of power? wish they could have, but they they can't now, like I, in real life. But but like they play it out in this in this thing. What's really weird is that I was siding really hard with Kirk on this one, and. The reason why I say that's kind of weird is because normally I do like to take a peaceful stance, but Kirk was saying some pretty legit shit. And I'm not saying like, you know, this has nothing to do with any kind of political ideology that I have whatsoever. Okay. Whatever. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) But, but I will say that, you know, Kirk saying, look, you know, we have, we have legitimate grievances against these guys because they have killed millions of our people. They have, you know, constantly broken treaty after treaty with us, and we have legitimate reason to put up our defenses against these guys. And I'm like, yeah, you know what? Fine, I get that. You know, obviously not to the extent that you know, you know, Cheeto Head is doing, and you know the right now, right? You know, not even talking about that fucker because <laughs> fuck that guy. But, um, <laughs> but you know, th- there are. There are legitimate grievances that were aired by both the Klingons and, you know, Starfleet. And honestly, I'm siding with Starfleet on this one just because Starfleet's trying to find an option. Whereas here's this dictatorship that's like, no, you're going to do exactly as I do, exactly as I say. And if you break even the slightest of these rules, we're going to murder you. I'm like, fuck that. No. All right. Well, um, by the way, did it seem weird to you? Um, Here's another trivia fact. Did it seem to you weird to you that um, Scotty and Bones weren't in this episode at all? Not really, because it was a very um, yeah. it was it was out it was a canned episode outside of the outside of the ship, yeah, our uncanned episode, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So so yeah, they they had, they, they, had, they had no use for him yeah. for the for them. So obviously they didn't write them in. They had because they had the day you don't off, have, yeah you don't have you have use for engineering. You don't have use for bones because no one's hurting each other. Apparently, no one dies. So that that's a uh, spoilers for sick bay there, but let's uh, speaking of um, categories, let's uh, move on to the first category, which is engineering. You know that is really getting annoying. And uh, this is for special effects stuff like that. You know, makeup. You know that so, that, that whole thing. So let's start with core. Let's start with core, who I believe is a better representative of of marvel's mandarin right than than actually iron man 3 yes by the way very very asian looking yeah obviously they're trying to portray the vietnamese here but uh yeah 
Uh, by the way, the Baldrick that Kor was wearing when it comes to SFX, uh, that was actually reused for Worf during for Worf during the very first season of Next Gen, and it was actually on exhibit at the Smithsonian, uh, and it was actually seen to be burlap sacking that was painted gold. So if it looked like it was fr- like a fraying basket that was around his chest, that's why. Okay. So um, there's your SFX for that. <laughs> that yeah, that, that's um, pretty. It's pretty much for, for like like looked, makeup and everything. It looked uh, like you know, an Easter basket that they just went like, okay, hold on. There that you go. shirt was very glittery, glittery and they, they and spray fabulous. painted it gold. Is what they did. It looked like looked like a part of Liberace's couch, like a. I, I didn't know quite what to think of the whole the whole getup. The band, like, the, the the war band, was pretty cool. It, it looked, but the like, rest of it was just kind of like it was like yeah. a tunic. It, it looked like part of um, Elton John's boudoir. Exactly, exactly. If you will, it's very extravagant, very uh, very, very eccentric. Uh, <laughs> um, so um, I'm giving this uh, like six out of ten. All right, I'm going to give it a five out of ten, only because um, in reading up on this episode, I found out in the original broadcast that um, the uh, Klingon Birds of Prey weren't actually even in that episode. They had to add those in later on. That, that, like even before they did this remaster, like they had to add them in for later on because they just didn't have the budget for it. So all you saw were a bunch of explosions. You didn't even see any ships. So I'll give it a five. All right, so that makes it a 5.5, and then we're moving on to the bridge. Evacuate bridge. Deck one, life support failure in 30 seconds. Oh, shit. So this is uh, basically, it's going to be kind of acting and story. Basically the main meat of what what this this is. So I, I thought the acting in here was... Especially by core, I thought I thought he was very well composed. Mm-hmm. He, I think he had it was a bit, one of the better acted acted villains of vegetable, of, of, and even the way he pronounced vegetable gets him five points yeah. initially already, and I'm even counting everything else. So like obviously he's he's getting five mm-hmm. points for for villain for you know for the for aliens category, but in terms of the act the overall acting, I thought it, there, there wasn't really uh, there was some. There wasn't really some cheesy moments, I don't think. It was a, it was a really solid. Um, not only yeah. was it a solid story, but it was a solidly acted um, script. It was, you know, I, I, there's really not much to make fun of except for again, again, you know, vegetable, vegetable. Um, and even then, that's like whatever. That that dude, he's he's Greece. He he's Grecian. Like the actor was. I'm thinking. Grecian, I'm thinking 25. So. Oh, yeah, let's do 25. We'll do 25. Oh, 30 for that. So, so next is going to be a very quick category. State the nature of the medical emergency. And this is sick bay where uh, no one died. Count. No one died. Um, okay, moving on. Captain's log, stardate four eight five seven nine point four. Captain's log, stardate four one five nine zero. Captain's log, stardate twelve fifty four point four. Captain's log, stardate twenty seven twelve point four. You like that new one? That's so awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I put that, I put that I, together today. I got I got I get chills when I hear that, man. Yeah. I don't know. It's like Captain's the legacy. Log. Captain's log. It's like the it's like the legacy of the of you know the captain's chair, man. So awesome. uh, so that's this is uh the captain's job. Uh so um oh, so obviously obviously Sick Baby gave that zero. Yeah. Um but but Captain's Long is like just Jim Kirk, I think he uh, he did a good job. He 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 was proactive. He was proactive. Very proactive. Very. He, he, he was so frustrated. He was so frustrated through this entire episode. Wouldn't you be? Just, I know. I because, know. I like because you felt you felt his frustration because all the guys were just like, 
um, you know, we're going to offer you protection. There's, there's some guys that yeah. guys are like going to hurt, hurt you guys. You, you need some protection. You're like, nah, nah, we're good. Are you sure? Like, are you really, really sure? Let's let, let's think it over. Um, no, <laughs> you know, like, I'm just like, what the fuck? Like, maybe at the beginning, I was just like, what the hell? And what it turns, it turns out, it, it turns out they didn't like, didn't really need them. Yeah. They didn't like, really need anybody. Yeah. So, so I think, and then seeing what Kirk Kirk mm-hmm. goes going through, trying to trying to kind of get his way ar- around everything. Um, yeah. I thought he did a solid job, man. He did deserves a ten out of ten. Can, can we? Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna add this as well, but like I might want to add another thing to the story because the, what the reveal is at the end is that even though, okay. The, the the scouter reading said that this was a planet that had not really had much technological ad- advancement in the past, however many thousands of years. So when Spock actually goes around on a rendezvous and he's got his you know tricorder with him, he finds out actually no, this place has been stagnant for a millennia. No, there's been no progress, and that's only because it's been progress that's been made that we can't see with the naked human eye because they have transcended us. Like like Spock said, you know the, that that whole thing was just to get up for yeah. the humans that visited. D- you know, t- to us, you know, like th- th- we are to them as we are. And to it was an kind amoeba. of a smart way of going about it, saying yeah. like, okay, you know, these the, the humans are going to show up, and then these Klingons, and they're, they're going to fight all over. We already know about this already. Yeah. So what we're going to do is, they- is we're going to make ourselves appear like we are lower life forms than them, and right. that that way. We know we won't be bothered. No one will bother us, and then we can we can watch from a safe distance. I thought it was very ingeniously yeah. kind of right. In, in a weird sort of way, it kind of Organians. in a weird sort of way. Even though it does kind of escalate the action between the two, what it does is it allows both parties to kind of show their true nature to each other. Yeah, and at the and at the same time, you know, it, it allows this to happen, but safely, and it also allows you know at the very end for the Organians to come in and be like. Here's what's going to happen. We know exactly how you two operate. We're going to end this shit right the fuck now. Uh, we're going to squash this. And guess what? We have the power to do that. Surprise, surprise. And um, yeah, um, you guys are awful. Stop doing this. <laughs> so I'm the, I'm, I don't well, know. So was, in terms of Kirk, what, what, what's, your, what's your opinion? Um, 10 out of 10. I mean, again, he was doing what he needed to do. And granted, you know, I... I <sighs> Yeah, as 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 humans, you know, yeah, we're we're kind of programmed to act the way that you know, Starfleet and both you know, the Klingons acted on this planet. But he did a good job. Alrighty, so So, uh, we're gonna move on to battle stations. (coughs) Battle stations. (coughs) Yeah, figure. Okay, I like it. Yeah. Actually, I I pulled them. I pulled the soundboard together. I feel really I like proud. I feel really proud of myself. Aww. So, uh, yeah, this is action. I mean, there's a couple. There's a couple of stuff. There's uh, uh, Spock and Kirk sneaking around, stunning people. Uh, you, you got one Vulcan nerve pinch. That was nice. Um, them trying to attack each other, but then everything became hot. Or as uh, Takei says. Uh, the controls were too hot to handle, mm-hmm. you know. Oh my! Oh my! So I think uh, it, it's okay. It you know it doesn't get like it doesn't deserve all the points, but it at least deserves some. So I'll give it a six. All right. Yeah, I'll give it a 
I'll give it a five. Okay. It's a five point five. And that means we get to move on to Transporter Room. Well, is inside out. I heard that. It turned inside out? And it exploded. Um, did they go anywhere? Yes. They went they, to Organia. They went to Organia and met the Organians. And that's pretty much all they, all they were. I mean, we saw some ships, but, you know, I, I don't know, 8 out of 10. Yeah. 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 8 out of 10. Just because Organia was kind of mm. boring. <laughs> eh. Yeah, just, just, just a little bit. Anyway, uh, moving on to the bad guys. Aliens. Aliens. Intruder alert on deck eight. So uh, this is for the antagonist, which is core. The Klingons. I mean, not only do you have the Organians, but you have the Klingons in here as well. Um, I think <laughs> I think both of them are worth their valor. I think that this really earns the category. I mean, I, let it, me just go ahead and put this on Front Street. What do you want me to say about the Klingons that haven't already been fucking said? I mean, they have been... Well, this is the initial Klingons. Yeah. This is the initial, like, these guys do not F around. Right. They are they are for war, and they play it like these guys, war. Yeah, these guys are the villain for TOS for the most part. I mean, granted, yes... There's a lot of other stuff that's going on just for the sake of variety because, I mean, that's just... The Federation and... That's just kind of the, the way that TV shows like this work back like in the 60s. It's like Civil War, the North and the South. Right. Like, um, Israeli and Palestine. They're, they're, like, it, they're, they're, they're both, like, two yeah. sides of the same coin fighting against each other. They're, they're In the movies, like, I think it's either in... I believe it's in four, and I think it's echoed again in six for the original series movies. Mm-hmm. There's a line that's spoken by a Klingon ambassador that rings in my head every time I see the Klingons in TOS. They say, there will be no, there will be no peace between the Klingon Empire and the Federation as long as James Kirk is alive. As you go on and as you see how his interactions with the Klingons you know, unfold, obviously his son gets killed. Spoiler! Um, in the third movie mm -hmm. by the Klingons, you know, by fucking Doc Brown, of all people. Uh, <laughs> you know, um, there's no, just been... Old Doc Brown. There's just been so much that has happened between the Federation and the Klingons in just this span right now. You know, you really get to see at the very beginning just how those seeds formed, which is really, really cool. And, um, you know, what's even more interesting about the Klingons to me is how later on they became an ally of the Federation. They even say in this episode, the very first episode where the Klingons show up, the Organians say, no, you might not think it now, but there's going to be a time in the future in which your two people are not only you know, at peace with each other, but you're working together. Fucking Worf, dude. I mean, come on. Right? That's awesome. Who would have thought that like that would have laid the seed for like, yeah, you know what? That's actually a character that's actually a Klingon and works on the Enterprise. Exactly. So that's just, I don't know. It's so fucking cool to see that stuff. 20 out of 20. Um, yeah. It, there's just, there's so much really good stuff here. That especially if you know the history of Star Trek and how it unfolds later on, it's just it's it's awesome. All right, so, so uh, I'm gonna add up, I'm gonna up, add up yeah me 20, 20 out of twenty two. I'm gonna add up the scores. Brian, do you have any plugs for us? Yes, I believe I do have some plugs. Okay. All right. Um, in a week or two, Sean and I will be at. Farpoint in Baltimore, Maryland. Yes, we will. Go ahead and go to farpoint.com. Check out some more information about that. We're going to be hosting a couple of panels on Saturday and Sunday, 
including, but not limited to, a Prime Directive panel where we're going to talk about Star Trek The Motion Picture. I think we've already pretty much decided that it's going to be what we do. Um, come on out, say hi to us, you know, uh, ask any questions. Um, yeah, man, I mean, it's going to be fun. Also, we're going to be at PAX East in March. So if you're up in the Boston area and you're going to be around for PAX, come on up, say hi to us. You know, we're going to hang out and shoot some videos and... Yeah. Have a good time. So we're going to be there. We're doing a lot of conventions this would year. Love, would love to meet some listeners yeah. either in Baltimore or in Boston or wherever. Yeah. We might even, um, I don't know, um, this isn't guaranteed yet, but apparently E3 is open to the public for the first time this year. That's happening in June. We might try and go there. That's in Los Angeles, though. We don't know. That might be something that we have to do next year. But Probably. But... Go there figure. You go. Also, you can find me on twitter.com slash bmassey1987. Go ahead and send me a tweet if you want to. Very and, nice. And uh, talk to us about some Star Trek stuff and uh, or anything in general, man. I'm, I'm I, you know, just, you know, talk to me. I'm Down the clown. Talk to me. I'm lonely. <laughs> talk to him. Please. He <laughs> is, is very, very. I'm lonely. Yeah, he's very lonely. <laughs> so um, you can uh, check me out at uh, Sean L. Holmes. Mm. On Twitter, and you can also you know friend me on Facebook. Uh, go to castawaystudios.com uh, slash Amazon for all your shopping needs. Van Valentine's Day is not too far away, uh-huh. so go ahead and get that done. And uh, without further ado, for First Officer Brian Massey, yes, and uh, for your Captain uh, Sean Holmes, live long and podcast. Peace out. <laughs>